Hey world, it's your host Marshall. Thanks for tuning into my podcast, Run On Thoughts. Here we talk about everything and nothing because we are not afraid to be all of ourselves even as we evolve. And that's my thought for my fellow thought thinkers as we unpack our traumas, past hurts, and other BS. Y'all ready? Let's go. Welcome to Run On Thoughts, where we unpack and unlearn behaviors that stop us from living in our truth. I first want to say thank you to anyone listening to the podcast for the first time and ask that if you like us, you go back and you start from the beginning and you go on this journey with us. Then I want to say thank you to all of those who have been here from the beginning. Your presence and your commitment to this podcast is what is allowing me to grow and I hope is allowing you to go. So remember that you can listen on many platforms including SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and you can always go to my runonthoughts.com website to find those platforms. And please feel free to join us on social media, Facebook and Instagram, and also our segment, Hey Help, which today's episode was inspired by. You can always write to me at Hey Help in the subject line at think at runonthoughts.com. Today, Season six, episode one, like I, ooh, episode one, I got some nerve. Season six, episode six. I'm sorry about that, guys. Season six, episode six was inspired by a question that I received. And I get a few questions, so thank you guys for trusting me with your questions. And I'm gonna try to get to as many of them as I can But this one was a simple question and it was about me. The question was, how do I stay happy? And the truth is I stay happy by living in my truth. The very reason for this podcast is so that I can help you guys unpack all of your shit that is not allowing you to exist in your own truth and exist in your own purpose. Because whether you like it or not, you can keep traveling through life and keep looking forward and thinking that happiness just lies above yonder. But the truth is, happiness is an inside job. And unless you start to unpack your shit, like I've said, you will never have room in your spirit to exist in happiness. I actually looked up the definition of happiness and it says an emotional state characterized by feelings of joy, satisfaction, fulfillment, and contentment. Positive emotions, right? Now, when I think about, and and that was actually, I thought about that because I'm like, wow, I'm not always content, right? Because content means to accept exactly what you have. But I do believe that you can be grateful for what you have. I am always living in a state of gratitude. I am always grateful for what I have. And because of my gratitude, 
although I am not always content, because I do believe that it's okay to want more, especially if you are willing to work for more. And you also get to decide what that more looks like for you. Do you understand what I'm saying? So I actually looked up some ideas as I was researching, because no matter what I'm talking about with you guys, I do try to go on uh, a quest for knowledge about it and not just tell you how I feel, which most of my podcast is about how I feel, but I also want to share facts and truth about how I feel. So as I was learning, I learned some new things that I'm sure some of you have already heard. And so that quote about happiness and emotional journey and those kinds of things, I looked up something and it said that, a quote, happiness is the meaning and the purpose of life, the whole aim and end of human existence. That's a quote by Greek philosopher Aristotle. And like everything, I believe that everything can be unpacked. I believe that we should be questioning everything. We should be questioning everything because when you're an adult, some of the things that you believe, right? I think I've also told you guys this. It's social conditioning. It's your family. It's things that you've seen. But even what you see is has a, a, a glazed lens based on what you've been taught to believe. And so in order to live in your purpose, you have to unpack that. And in order to unpack that, you need to question it. Question if that belief fits who you are. Question if what you've been taught as a child, do you still need that, right? Because sometimes you're carrying things and it's weighing you down, but you no longer need them. That thing may have served you when you were a child or when you were a young adult or when you were fresh out in the world trying to explore and trying to figure out who you are. But as you gain new tools and a new vision for life and a new purpose, there are things that you may no longer need. And that is why this unpacking is not a one-time deal. This unpacking is a forever journey of life. So when I looked up some things in my reading, I found that there were, as people describe, four levels of happiness. And I kind of found this exciting. If I'm, ex I don't know how to um, pronounce some of these words. The first word I think is latest. Latest is happiness that is attached to material objects. And I think that we live in a society where this is very, very true, right? New car, new house, new piece of jewelry. And now we got the nerve to be living in a generation who wants a new butt or new abs or a new face or new anything. And... As I'm sitting here talking, I'm realizing that even with this plastic surgery thing where this is not even where I was going with this, right? Once you tweak something and you think that you're satisfied with it, it can only become a new desire is created, right? Where you want to tweak something else and tweak something else because these possessions or as you obtain new things, it's short-lived. So you're on a constant quest to keep getting something done. The second level of happiness, they call it Felix, right? 
And this is ego gratification. This is when you have the desire to be better. You understand what I'm saying? And when I thought about this one, I thought about social media. I thought about people who post and need to be seen and you have a constant need for admiration. You know what I'm saying? So you need to be seen, you're posting, you're sharing your left side of your face, you're showing where you are, you're showing what you're doing. But this too is short-lived because this also is never ending. When you need, when your ego needs to be fed, because that is exactly what is happening. When your ego needs to be fed, first of all, your appetite will increase. So if you needed a little bit of affirmation for someone to say that you're pretty, now you may be beautiful, but then you have to go on this self-deprecating journey where you are willing to do more because your happiness is clearly reliant on what other people feed you. It's not how you feed you, it's what other people feed you and that becomes the problem. Now remember, none of these levels is going to be bad as a collective but if you exist in one space of this type of short-term and immediate gratification of happiness you will always be out in the world looking for more the third level of happiness is called butitudo and i am assuming that that's some um derivative of the word beauty and it's by doing good for others making the world a better place this is a desire for connection, and they describe this as love. Now, even this one, for me, has its upsides and downsides, right? I think that when I do for others, I feel good, and that's a good thing. Part of this podcast is me doing for others, but it's also for me. I gain gratification when I feel like I am sharing my experiences with you guys. I also want all of us to win. My joy comes from seeing us win, right? So when I feel like anything that I've gained, it's all for the take. Any knowledge, any way that I can help you guys, if it's with my friends, if it's a business, if it's your children, whatever it is, I want for all of us to be healthy and I want for us to be happy and although I am all of myself I say this all the time I do not need anyone to be me I want you to experience a life that is whole and a life that is you and I want to help you unpack to be you I don't need you to be me whatever me looks like the good the bad and the indifferent I want you to be you you understand what I'm saying so even though they say, some people say the key to happiness is giving. Don't be fooled. Because this is always how we get those sacrificial lambs, right? Sacrificial lambs are also givers. But understand the why you are giving, right? Because even though giving sometimes makes you feel good, humans are imperfect beings. And that means that they will disappoint you. So remember that even in your giving, you have to expect that you will be disappointed and that even in your giving, it may not always well, um, work. You may be helping a young person. You may be feeding the homeless. You may be, my son tells me a story about going to give out coats for the homeless. And he says that they were ungrateful. 
And I'm one of those people that when I give, I have no expectations, right? But that's a hard thing for many people. And I also think that it doesn't matter how much or how little you have. I believe that you can have, you can have desires. I can want the red coat, right? Even though it's cold outside and, but nobody realizes that when you are unable to give yourself and to meet your own needs, at every turn where you feel like you can have some power, you want to exhibit it, right? Like I once bought a homeless man an ice cream cone and not to say, and I'll buy an ice cream cone for almost anybody. And it's not even about the homeless man. But I said to him, what flavor would you like? And he said, I don't care. And I was like, but you get to make a choice. With me at least, right? You get to make a choice. I don't need him. He was already grateful, right? He said, thank you. He was already grateful that I was buying him an ice cream cone. And I was going to give him the ability to make a choice as to what flavor, right? Because yes, should he be grateful for strawberry ice cream? But how can you be grateful for strawberry ice cream if you don't like strawberry ice cream? And it's not, it's just the thought that counts. I'm, he has many needs, many needs far and beyond ice cream, right? He needs shelter. He probably needs mental health. There's a list of things that people need. But I'm just in the moment getting myself some ice cream. There he is as hot. And you can have some ice cream too because on this day, I'm standing in the state of gratitude for the fact that I can buy myself ice cream and I can buy this man some ice cream. This man. Sorry, man, for calling you homeless. But you just are without a home, right? So my son is upset that these that those people that he was helping, they were not grateful for what they were giving. In his head, they it, it's cold outside. You need a coat and that's that. But I feel like that takes away our humanity, right? It takes away the fact that we are humans and we all have needs and wants and things that make us happy. And yes, I can be, if I need a place to stay, I would be grateful for any place to stay. But if you gave me a choice, I would take the choice. Does that make sense? And then they talk about the fourth level of happiness is called sublime butudo. And I do not know if I live here yet, but I can tell you guys that this is where I try to dwell. And the reason why I don't know if I live here yet is because as human beings, we are all out here believing that we know it all. And part of my happiness comes from knowing that I don't know shit. I know what I know and even that, I'm not sure if it's what I know. Does that make sense? Like we're as smart as the information that is provided to us. But as we are given new information, some of this old information becomes non-existent or old or no longer serves us. But the reason why I say that I live here is, is called ultimate perfect happiness. Now, if you know me, you know that I don't like this word perfect. I actually believe that the word perfect is connected to evil. And the reason why I say that the word perfect is connected to evil is because I'm going to share with you guys a story. I'm trying to, trying to make it quickly. You guys know that I am not religious. However, I have read the Bible. It started in college where you took a class and you were reading these biblical texts as texts and not as the um, meaning of religion. And the first time that I read the Bible as text, 
I started realizing that for me, it represented the yin and yang of the human spirit. Right? We all have good thoughts, we all have bad thoughts. So when I see people fight about what the Bible says and they say the Bible says this and the Bible said that, I really believe that that is how the human spirit works. The human brain works in these extremes, right? Where sometimes I want to show love and love thy neighbor and sometimes I want to kill somebody an eye for an eye, right? And then I exist in trying to live in the middle which is balance. And that balance for me is where I gain happiness. But back to this word perfection. If the story we are told about Satan is that he was once an angel and he was God's angel and he was the angel of music, I believe, right? And then as Satan grows in power in heaven, he wants to be perfect, i.e. he wants to be more like God. And if Satan's desire to be more like God gets him punished and thrown out and there's a war in heaven and he's cast from heaven, why then would human beings be trying to seek perfection? Perfection is a place that only God can dwell, right? So the only thing that you should be seeking to have perfection in is a relationship with God if this is what you believe. Because anything else will send you on a quest to nowhere. Because where does perfect live? If you have never ever actually seen perfection, how do you define it, right? People want the perfect face and we see what that gets them. And they want the perfect job and the perfect children. But, the, but this can take over your soul. And perfection leads you down a journey to nowhere. And there's nowhere to go. But it's kind of, it's in the same route as seeking happiness, right? Like you're on this journey. And you're running and you're running and you're running and you're running and you're looking to the left for happiness. You're looking in the trees. You're looking in the dirt. You're looking in the water. You're doing, you're looking in people. You're buying things. You're on all these levels of happiness looking for it way out yonder. The problem is happiness, like I said already, is an inside job. You don't have to go on the journey, the hero's journey as I call it, because we all know that most books, most good books or most uh, big movies, they are all about the hero's journey. This quest to go out into the world just to find it all back where you started from. And where you started from is you. The alchemy, the alchemist is really about you going on a useless journey all to find out that what you are and who you are and where you are is enough. And when I am talking to you guys about unpacking, what I am essentially telling you to do is to go on a journey, right? Because some of us are hard-headed and some of us need to go out into the world and we need to see that everything that we need is lies within us. So that is where my happiness lies, right? And the reason why I believe that I am happy is because I have been miserable. Yes, I too have been miserable. In my younger years, as I have told you guys, I have had a lot of loss. I have had a lot of abandonment issues. I have had a lot of breakups. And because of this, I, was, I shut myself off from the world and I had a protective, I was going to protect my heart. The problem with closing your heart off to the world is that what you keep out can't let in. 
Does that make sense? And I was almost going to not have a healthy relationship with my son because of this sense of barriers that I had created. But something came over me when I became a mother and my walls dropped and I decided to enjoy my son to the best of my ability and be the best mom that I could, whatever that meant, that I could, right? Because I also believe that living in your truth is, helps to, is what helps you to exist in a state of happiness. And like, I was on the phone with my sister Karen and my father and I had posted my Christmas tree. I love the holidays. And the holidays for me are a place of gratitude because I wasn't able to have these experiences when I was very little. So when I first experienced the joy, like losing my mom and my birthdays and being poor and all of these things that happened when I was so very little and the stories when I close my eyes of the images that I see, they are not good. So now I make the choice to live in happiness. And guess what? I understand that for many who are not happy, the world ain't shit. There are empaths out in this world. The world ain't shit. People hate. There's racism. There's anti-Semitism. There's, there's, um, there's sexism. There's, there's so many fights. There's poverty. There's homelessness. There's, there's, the, there's greed. There's a list of things that make people unhappy. But for me, those are external things. And although I can want to fight against those things, I am able to have a myriad of emotions at the same time. And I also believe, honestly, that that is what's wrong with people, right? Some people can only have one feeling. There are people who are consistent angry, anger, and then there are people who can only exist in sadness or just one emotion, or they're not taught how to move like water through their feelings, right? So the person who asks, how am I always happy? The truth is I exist in happiness, but I am not always happy. And what that means is that I give myself the right and the power to feel what I feel. I think I've shared this with you guys. If I am angry, I give myself permission to feel what I feel, right? Now, I don't dwell there, and it's not about the anger. Many people say, oh, he's angry. It's not the anger that is the problem. It is how you express your anger, that is the problem. If you were not given the tools in which to express your anger, then you come off violent and angry, right? If you are if, if you are sad, it's not the feeling, let it sit. Because the feeling will change if you have tools. There's nothing wrong with being angry. Some people, need to be angrier. You're letting people walk all over you. You're accepting shit as is and you're moving through life like a zombie. That's not healthy either. So when I'm angry, I'm angry. When I'm sad, I'm sad. And I have tools in which to move me through those emotions, right? When I'm scared, I'm scared. I don't believe in lying to myself about how I feel because I recognize that how I feel, if I don't get it out, will dwell inside of me. And for me, that is where you get sickness and, and 
mental issues and sadness and you create this toxic internal environment that doesn't know how to exist and survive and live in its truth because you're doing so much work to simply brush it all underneath the rug. And I say lift that motherfucking rug up and get it all out. Who are you saving by acting like you are perfect? And that is the problem with also with some of these levels of happiness when I think about material objects. It's no secret. If you know me, you know that I like gifts. And gifts is my love language. The problem with this is that when I tell people that gifts is my love language, they assume that I only want luxury gifts. And that's some dumb shit. Because first of all, I'm cheap. And second of all, I said that I live in a place of gratitude. And I really like gifts that are aligned with you listening to me, right? So if we're out and I'm at the dollar store and I'm somewhere and if you see that I wear flowers in my hair or silly things in my hair or that I like silly socks and silliness and you buy me a pair of silly socks or a hair bow, I am equally as excited with that gift as I am a luxury gift. I like to receive. And also, this is another thing about gifts for me. If I don't love you or like you in some way, I don't want shit from you. I had this conversation with my girlfriends about not accepting gifts from men that they don't like. If I don't like you, I don't want your shit, right? Because I feel like that's using someone. And if I don't like you, I can buy my own shit. The gifts for me are a part of a love language. And because the gifts are a part of a love language, if I don't love you, don't do nothing for me. Because my love language that I share is acts of service. That's why I host such a big Thanksgiving. I enjoy cooking and I enjoy, but I, okay. I enjoy cooking, but level one of happiness, right, is it, it's level two, the Felix. It's my egos being gratified. I enjoy people saying, um, it's delicious. Oh my God, girl, you put your foot in this. I really enjoy that. And that's what I mean by I say that I exist when they say that the sublime butyl, the ultimate perfect happiness, right? This is a connection to the universe. I do believe that I'm connected to the universe. And it also says that you have a balance of all of these levels. And that, my friends, is where I exist. I like material objects. There's nothing wrong with that. I love a beautiful home. I love to, to be laying in my bed in a fresh pair of satin pajamas and, and clean good sheets to have showered and lathered on body butters and perfumes and do all of these things and be sipping on hot chocolate with whipped cream and gold dust. The whole experience if you know me. However, I also enjoy admiration. I enjoy people telling me that, oh, you're so smart. I like it because this is my truth, right? But because I have balance, I also recognize the opposite. I recognize that I don't need it all. I just need the things that make me happy. I recognize that I don't need admiration from just anyone. I like admiration from those that I love and those that I have invested in. I like for them to invest in me, right? I like helping other people, but I also recognize, like I said, that human beings are imperfect. So I don't, res I don't expect anything back in return from them. 
And I also recognize that as I say that I am connected to the universe, I know nothing, nothing about the universe. And when I say that I am connected to the universe, all it means to me is that <sighs> I live in my spirit, right? And when you say connected to the universe, it could be God if it's God for you. It could be Mother Earth if it's Earth for you. It could be the sand. It could be the water. Because I've heard uh, somebody talk about God is the water. And I can believe that. But however the universe speaks to you, I try to listen. And that too keeps me happy, right? Because that is what allows me to listen to my feelings and be clear about what I'm feeling so that I can then do the work so that I can get back to happiness, right? Because happiness is my home. Do you guys hear what I'm saying? Happiness is my home. And for a person like me who has experienced abandonment issues, I realized how important it was for me to create happiness and to create happiness internally so that I could then live within myself so that when I'm not home, I could say, okay, how do I get back to home? And getting back to home for me looks like living in a constant state of evolution. And there lies the fact when I say that I am connected to the universe. I, even in the intro, I let you guys know that I am all of myself, even as I evolve. And what that means is that I'm clear that I'm not going to stay the same Marshall forever. The essence of me has never changed. I have always been talkative and chatty and spoiled and a brat and I like gifts and I like to be pampered and I like to have activities and be doing things. None of this about and I'm quirky and I'm colorful and I'm big headed and I like to be eccentric. All of these things are true about me, right? I am loud and proud and nobody is going to take that from me. Nobody is going to make me think that putting up 10 trees for Christmas. Yes, I said it. I got 10 trees. Does it look like I have 10 trees? No, because some of them are from the dollar store. Some of them are from Target. Some of them cost $5. I have one big tree and a little village of trees around it. But it's not about the fact that it's 10 trees. It's about the fact that I have a big personality. And I am not going to let the world dim my light so that it can feel comfortable with my presence. Do you guys understand what I'm saying? I'm telling you to be yourself. I'm telling you that if you are out here in the world seeking material objects and you believe that that is going to get you happiness, I am telling you that it is fleeting. It is fleeting. It is short-lived and you are setting yourself up for a trip. Those are the people who go home at night when they're out in the world acting like, yeah, I'm the shit. I got a brand new fancy car. I don't know nothing about cars, right? Those are the people home alone crying. Those are the people who are in a state of depression and the world doesn't know that they are depressed because they are out in the world acting like they are happy. But the truth of the matter is they don't know a goddamn thing about how to be happy because they're so busy seeking. 
validation from outside sources that they have never, ever even tried to do the work. I also believe that that is what's wrong with our children right now who are growing up in an age of social media. The problem with social media is that it lives in the Felix. It lives in the business of ego gratification. It lives in telling you who you are and what you need and how you need it and how pretty you should be. It lives in the state of comparison. The problem with all this comparison is that it's usually not who you are. So you automatically are being raised in an environment that has told you that who you are is not enough. And some of you are not even getting to know who you are. You are on an immediate quest to be like something that doesn't even exist. I.E. perfection, I.E. evil, I.E. do you guys see the problem? Get your motherfucking children off of social media if you want them to experience some happiness. Get them outside. Get them coloring. Get them learning. Explore. Have debates. Have family night. Get back to the business of living. Living is happiness. Do you guys understand what I'm talking about? Right now, I am in a feeling of excitement, right? It's not anger, it's excitement because I believe that happiness is power. I believe that all of these things that are going on in the world is because people are not doing the work. They are walking around in a slow daze in the matrix. They are walking around on the rat wheel. Get off the wheel and get back to being who you are. All this judgment in the world is because you motherfucking afraid to be who you are. So instead of doing the work of you, you constantly telling people what to do. But I'm telling you, every time you think about judging somebody, say some shit about yourself. I am sure that it'll get you straight. One time I saw this girl's butt and I was like, ugh, her butt is nasty. I immediately have a new cold call. When you say something bad about somebody else, say something bad about your motherfucking self. And I was like, girl, your butt is so flat that you could freaking lay cups on it. Not on the hump either. I mean like a table girl. And over time, that got me to just allow people to be who they are. Because let me tell you something else about happiness. When you happy, you don't care what other people are doing. The problem with not being happy is that you are not living in your truth. And when you are not living in your truth, you are mad at other people trying to live in theirs. What motherfucking audacity. I'm tired of talking to you people. Bye.